Broadcasting in HD Radio. Worldwide. 365. Mobile app power. Giddy Loud Radio. Be on the show? Why would you let you be on the show? Anyone can call to the show. You need to go somewhere. Anyone. It's not about. Hey, Auntie, who asked you to enter this conversation? It's a dialogue that elicits emotion, sparks a reaction, and forces you to take action. It's the what the heck when rants. To enter this conversation. Dialogue that elicits emotion, sparks a reaction, and forces you to take action. It's the what the heck went rants. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the What the Heck Went Rants on Giddy Lounge Radio. I did was for real as always reporting to do my duty on the microphone. And I got one question for you and one question only. What is happening? Take a moment to center yourself and ask yourself that all important question. How are you doing tonight? Uh, make sure you're not listening to the show alone, because if you're listening to the show alone, you're doing it wrong. So tell a friend to tell another friend. Tell their boyfriends, soon-to-be sisters-in-law, um, that the rant show is live on Gideon Lounge Radio. And um, your life, your music. Take a moment to center yourself and ask yourself that all-important question. How are you doing tonight? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you glad? Are you happy to be alive? Are you missing someone? Are you wishing that you're with someone or with whatever? Um, thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of the What The Heck Man Rants, like I said, on Giddy Lounge Radio, your life, your music. Um, from wherever it is that you're listening right now, go ahead and use the hashtag The Rants Show. Let us know where you're locked in from. Um, and, you know, how you're doing. Like, let us know how you're doing today. Um, it promises to be a very interesting and exciting show. Um, and I hope we all get to learn a thing or two. Um, but. Before we jump into that, I am not by myself, um, and I am joined by the ever-annoying um, and sometimes funny Talani Baj. <laughs> but I don't know where she is. Talani, where are you? Can't you hear me? I mean, I, I, I hear you now. 
Okay. Sorry, I was talking. I, I put myself on mute. Hey. See your life. See your life. <laughs> See your life in the outside. The one and only Tony Fudge. What's poppin'? Not much. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Good. Um, you know, I'm just here to change lives like I do every week because, you know, a few people need me. <laughs> Dry. Um, wow. Wow. <laughs> Hater much? Um, is, tonight, you guys are stuck with Talani and myself. Um, Sasha is dealing with some important stuff um we're sending positive vibes and lots of love to sasha um so you guys can go ahead and use the hashtag to show your support you know let her know that we love her and we miss her um and dio is being a good son out in the world so hopefully he gets to join us soon um but if he doesn't you are privileged to be in the company of Tony Baj and myself tonight. Um, so thank your stars. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, um, a couple of different things to run through um, very quickly to catch you up to speed if you are not aware. Um, Tua Savage has a show in London this Friday, right? Yeah, this Friday. Um, at the O2, so for all our UK listeners, podcast gang, uh, make sure you go out and support, buy your tickets, um, make sure you get out there, support them, um, support her. I know I have a crush on, on, on Tua Savage, so you should go out there and do the needful. Um, We're just making her richer and richer, can you imagine? Is she sharing all, the money with us? First of all, I'm going to need you to turn your energy down, because... <laughs> That woman, that woman is a mom, and and she needs to take care of her kid, you know. So she has money regardless. She, need, she needs all the, she needs all the money she can get. Um, she's good. But also, um, happy Eid Mubarak to um our um practicing, Muslim. practicing and non-practicing um Muslim. Listeners, worldwide. thank you very much. Worldwide. Talana, are you Muslim? Yeah, I fall under that category. No, you're not. You're not really Muslim. You're like, <laughs> what do you be doing? You're like, like Atache Muslim. You're not. <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, I was born in a Muslim family. But you're not. But you're not. But you're not. Really. Yeah. <laughs> My middle name, I'm Muslim. Talana is, is only saying that. So if they're no, ashamed, no, if they're no. ashamed me tomorrow. So she can't. No, no. <laughs> No, for real, for real, I used to go to stop job. I used to go to Ilekeu before. You can't even say it right. Ilekeu. No, I said Ilekeu. Stop. Don't worry, don't worry. All right. I used to meet Tira. Don't think, come for me. I think the Muslim community out there will accept you regardless. Um, yeah, thank you. But, um, yeah, and then, you know, shout out to um, Nicki Minaj for being a big baby all over Twitter the last basically being like Donald Trump um for the last 24 48 hours and being annoying um she got to push her album now she she needs to quit that's what she needs to do um and a very interesting shout out to the presidential aspirant that went to go and embarrass our whole country on um 
on Fazer's show. Um, what's it called? On the couch? Is, is on that what it's called? Couch. Yeah, I just made an analysis video. I'm editing it right now. Ah, uh, what a betrayed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was interesting and painful to watch. Um, and shout out to Layla for stepping up and you know coming with her receipts because we need that. Um, if you haven't watched it, um, we'll go ahead and tweet out the link. Make sure you watch it, catch up, and all that good stuff. Um, two other pieces of information. A huge birthday shout out to my brother who turns 25 in three days. And you're getting old now. I need to start asking you when you'll marry. Um, Is he a younger brother or older brother? You didn't mention, no. Is my brother. Is that your business? Is Shah my brother? It's not. <laughs> he's my brother. So is he younger than you? He's, of course he's younger than me. I'm the oldest. Okay, fair enough. I was just trying to get your age. That's it. Gerard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know my America age or my real age? Um, okay. And then um, also making sure that people know um, that we are giving a huge shout out to all our followers. I don't know if you noticed, but like a bunch of people followed the Rants Twitter page today and Instagram. So shout out to you guys. Um, I feel like we should just tag all of you and welcome you all to the family. Um, but yeah, welcome to the you know to the Rants family. Um, if you are just tuning in or this is your first time tuning in, um, we'll share the links on where you can catch us on SoundCloud and iTunes, so you can catch up on things you've missed before um, and share with your friends and your family. And um, yeah. It promises to be a really, really fun show. We have a very special guest in the house today um, to talk about something that is on the minds of a lot of people um, for a bunch of different reasons, and we'll sort of dig deep into all of that today. Um, and yeah, it promises to be a fun time, and um, you know, don't go anywhere, because if you go anywhere, we'll find you, and then to be an issue. Um, but we're going to take what is going to be like the shortest break ever and when we come back our guests will be with us and um we'll dive right into the conversation and get rolling but you're listening to the rant show on giddy lounge radio it's your life your music don't go nowhere we'll be right back all i have to say is if the rant show is live right, and you're not listening you are just a plus four four. Please don't call me no more. I, I don't wanna talk no more. I don't want this stress no more. Yeah, don't make me use the four four. Pull up with four guys in the four door. You don't want the dread gang at your front door. You don't want the dread gang at your front door. Mama Puel, shall do that for me. Yeah, blessing shall come my way. Mama Puel. I do have four more blessings, shall follow me. Oh. She said, delete a number, delete one number, I've never had this. Same. She said, delete a number, delete one number, I've never had this. Girl, just a plus four four. Why would I save your number? Girl, I just like your bumper. You been about, why would I scream and shout? You are not my lover. Girl, just a plus four four. Why would I save your number? Girl, I just like your bumper. You been about, why would I scream and shout? You are not my lover. Girl, just a plus four four. Why would I save your number? Why, why, why? 
started with a scream and shout You are not my lover Stepped in a rave all fresh Man, I just watch me flex How can you look like stress? Gotta see how me not vex Yeah, yeah I'm on my score If you didn't know Fresh off the boat I'm looking at toes Crisp and I know How can you be my love? How can you be my one? How, how can I save your number? Where's my jumper? Girl, give me back my stuff How, how can you be my lady? Be my baby You must have lost your nut How can you be my you're just a plus four four. Why would I save your number? Girl, I just like your bumper. You been about. Why would I scream and shout? You are not my lover. You're just a plus four four. Why would I save your number? Girl, give me back my jumper. You been about. Why would I scream and shout? You are not my lover. You're just a plus four four. You're just a plus four four. You're just a plus four four. Please don't call me no more I, I don't wanna talk no more I don't wanna talk no more And we are back, back, back. I'm the only one that's back, relax uh, <laughs> But since you want to jump into my welcome back I might as well just bring you in now People say, guys, I'm about to go on where you're okay, just yeah. you guys were you guys were talking and i didn't want to feel free to jump in you know so at this point now that you have decided to put all of us on blast um mm. our very special guest is here right now um i'm going to go ahead and introduce herself <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> all right um so go ahead and tell us what your name is um and where you're joining us from today hi everyone this is bc adekoya and it's nice on a Monday evening to join this fun group. So I'm based in California, calling in from the Bay Area. And um, it's my pleasure to join the rant tonight and answer some questions that's on people's minds about divorce primarily. So take it away. Welcome, you, you, Why are you out here trying to take my job? Look at how smooth that like, <laughs> intro was. I just passed you the baton, so feel like, free. Uh, I can't take your job. Uh, uh, wow. I'm, Go I'm, on, I'm, I'm feeling so threatened. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, welcome to today's show. Um, for primarily a, a lot of our listeners fall in the demographic of, of like the age group of like, let's say, 18 to like late 30s. Um, and for people, it's like they're either having conversations about like, marriage and every other every third conversation i have is like when are you going to marry who are you going to marry whatever whatever you have people who like are battling with the anxiety of like you know taking that big step you also have people who are worried about like i don't want to make the wrong decision all of that good stuff well i think the biggest benefit that a lot of people that are listening tonight get is that you're listening to someone who has been through a lot um but also is willing to share that with people um as candidly as possible because what we usually find is that when we have people who have either experienced certain things that are not like the most glamorous for the society they want to like either water things down or they don't want to like tell us the whole truth it's like i think a few weeks ago a few months ago i was at a church event where they were talking about marriage 
And every single person was like, my husband, my wife, I love them so much. <laughs> da, da, da. I was like, yeah, all, of our, all of our relationship just perfect. In, this, that is ever wrong. But yeah. we know you people. Um, and I think today we just want to go ahead and explore that a little bit. Um, sure. And, you know, so just talk to some of the nuances. Um, the lines are, are open, guys. So feel free to call us, 716-220-8552. Or you can Skype us at Giddy Lounge um, to talk to us, to talk to BC today. Um, so I guess, BC, let's, let's take it back a little bit. Sure. Um, uh, sort of walk us through, like, you know, your, you know, your experience. How long were you married for um, before you got a divorce? What was that like? Yeah, so thank you so much. So, yeah, let's take it back. And you're very right. Different people definitely address the issue of divorce in different ways, especially within the Nigerian group. You know, you go to some places and they treat you, they may treat you like, um, oh, it's a forbidden thing. It never happens. But we know that the reality is it happens across board, be it to in church, out of church, or regardless of your religious status, things happen. So just to give you a little bit of background, I was um, married for 17 years, and um, I did marry my young, my um, childhood sweethearts. We grew up together in in Lagos. Um, I left Nigeria after my secondary school. So, but we kept in touch. I went to the UK and he stayed back in Nigeria. But we did keep in touch every now and then. And after seven years of being in the UK, I went back to to Lagos and um, we met again. And he proposed, I accepted, though I was in the UK, he was in Nigeria, but I knew he was planning to leave Nigeria. So fast forward, anyway, we got married when he moved to the US, I came to the US myself. And um, it was very romantic. I say I say we had like the fairy tale stories, and um, to date, when I tell my kids, it's like, <laughs> it's like the fairy tale story. I remind them that you were born; they were born out of love, and mm. regardless of where we are now, it's not their fault. It's just things happen, people change, priorities changed, but um, I do remind them of the great times even before they were born, and um, you know. You were born out of love. That was the takeaway message that um, I like to leave my kids with. But anyway, um, fast forward 17 years, four kids. The um, the marriage had had some issues. You know, we didn't start off with issues. We started off on a great ground. I used I used to feel like the queen and the apple of this man's eyes. You know, so it wasn't like <laughs> we hit the ground on on the wrong note. But you know, life happens when you're. I say to people when you're when it's just the two of you. There are no kids. There are no bills to pay. I mean, I'd lived in the UK, UK, so I was exposed to the Western culture and how things run. But he came um, from Nigeria. So he has some learning curve, you know, with mm-hmm. for the Western culture. So, um, but that's put aside. We went through our struggles. When it's just the two of you, it's different. I mean, I remember times where we only had an apartment. We had no furniture. But we were so glad we had our own apartment with air, air beds, air couch. When they puncture, we we'll go buy another air bed. You know, <laughs> we drank Gary from the from a bowl. You know, yeah, I was a, I came in as a, I had a good job. I Ooh, I think I lost Percy there. 
Hello? Seems like she's still online. Things used to be so good. But then um, we went through, things happened, like I said, and we went through the divorce. And as intense as the romance was during the marriage, when the, when the, when the divorce came, it was madly intense too. <laughs> it, it was, um, it's very chaotic and it was very contentious. And I'll tell you, if you thought you knew somebody before, if you're talking divorce, you, you, you're like, okay, now I'm dealing with a beast. The beauty is, you're talking about beauty and the beast. The beauty, beauty went to sleep or went on vacation and the beast comes up. But it's not always the same. It's not always like that for everybody, you know. It depends mm-hmm. on the people involved. Some people, they have, you know, enough maturity to call it what it is and say, okay, love has ended, but life goes on. Especially when you have children. It doesn't have to be so contentious. It doesn't have to be like, um, who's the one? Tyson and who's the other one? <laughs> Holyfield. <laughs> It doesn't have to be like that, but I tell you, um, it's definitely a very challenge. It can be a very challenging road. You got to stay strong and keep your head on the right because you may lose it. Now, now, thank you so much for walking us through that. And where I sort of want to start is like you mentioned something that um, is very popular on like social media. Like a lot of Nigerian women talk about like the chat, like. I can never date a man that, like, I can never marry a man that grew up solely in Nigeria. Like, I need someone who's, like, experienced the rest of the world. Or, like, Nigerian men have this mentality, da-da-da-da. And, like, you kind of alluded to it. But do you, like, feel like that was part of the bigger problem? Or was it just, like, or is that is that our own, I guess, in your experience, is that even something that's, like, real? Or is it just, like, a stereotype? If I... If I understand correctly, it sounds like you're asking, did I experience that Niger- Nigerian... That Nigerian macho, man mentality. Machoism. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> mentality that... The, um, the, like the deeply rooted misogyny <laughs> or like, um, you know. Yes, I, yes, I did. and um, But that didn't really come out until later on. So initially... I didn't because I've been in I've been out of the country for a while and he grew up in Nigeria. So I wouldn't even count myself as um I mean I call I'll say my I'm a I'm a westernized Nigerian because I left Nigeria at the age of sixteen. Okay. But he grew up in his adulthood in Nigeria. So yeah, sometimes it will come up and um the ego thing will come out like, Yeah, I'm the man. So what does that mean exactly? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the woman. What I what does that mean to you? It means different things to different people, but you know, we did experience the times where, and I think it it, it wasn't all the time that you want to play the traditionalist. It was like um, when it was convenient, mm. you know, they will play the traditionalist card. What does that mean to you? Does that mean a man never goes into the kitchen? A man never helps with the children? A man won't take out the trash and. Um, does that mean a woman doesn't have to contribute or, or get a job even though she's qualified? You know, if you need to in a relationship, you need to make sure you're on the same page, understanding and defining your values. Because if you're thinking, if traditional, in quotes, 
means something to you and totally different to the to the other person you're you're in a relationship with there's going to be conflict and um, we talk about conflict there will surely be conflict but it's important how we also address the issue of conflict mm. some people don't like to deal with it they'll push it under the carpet but it's still there and some people you know have room to grow when it comes to dealing and addressing conflict right now i guess part of what i'm thinking i have think- a question go ahead sure. So when did you stop fighting for the marriage? Like, when did you realize, like, enough is enough? Okay, I'm done with this marriage. Oh, that's a very good question. I am, I am for marriage because, um, and, but I, I, I am for marriage. And I, I'm the kind of person who I need to make sure that I gave it my all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes, you know, you step out, step out or step back and say you've had enough. But mm-hmm. uh, it took me a few attempts because I'm like, for the sake of the children, you know, maybe we could work this out. But to answer your question, for me, when the emotional abuse, it starts off with emotional abuse. And that's a subtle thing. And that will escalate, if not addressed, it will escalate. And I saw it escalate over the years. Yeah. It got to the financial abuse where, um, and financial abuse could be, you know, as subtle as one person has the money you're earning and the other person, myself in this case, I stayed back at some point in between jobs to take care of the kids. But then um, the money wasn't flow. The money was coming into the family, but it wasn't touching (laughs) all of us. It was Mm -hmm. just, you know, it was only one manager, one spender. And um, as highly educated as we both are, you know, I, I was, I felt I was not part of the equation. And as a professional, if I had to beg for $20 to get, get my hair done or give an explanation of why I needed $20 or why I needed to have my hair done, those are financial abuse. Those are emotional abuse, In mm-hmm. you know. But for me, it escalated to physical abuse. Okay. And... Um, and the physical abuse wasn't even the first time. It was. It started escalating on that level. When my life felt threatened, I was. My father, rest his soul, used to call me. Um, <laughs> his name for me was Ruth Abokoku, which means I go die with I, you. Die with your with your husband. You died, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know what gave him that impression, but anyway, that's what he said. But when my life, when I felt my life was being threatened and he started um, collecting guns and sitting in the living room polishing guns you know yeah and I felt really threatened and um, there was a case I mean there were many cases of the domestic abuse and the last one that happened in front of my 14 year old daughter was the straw that broke the camel's back for me like I, this is not a way I want to teach my children, be be it girl or boy. You know how, you know I don't want to. T- I don't want them to feel like it's okay to be treated that way, to abuse somebody or to be abused. And for me, that was um, the final straw. Is there like? Yeah, so uh, I mean, Tony, go ahead. I was going to ask about co-parenting. 
since you're divorced and you, of course you want your um their father to be in their lives so how does that work do you want their father to be in their lives Oh, of course. You always, um, yeah, I mean, you hey, always, hey, some people, happy, some people, that's their no, exactly. no, there's some people that don't <laughs> want them in their lives. And it, I, it's but not like, up to them. You have to consider the kids. Yes, you, you're right. Tony is right. You have to consider because you have to flip the coin. If, I don't know. Know, if it, <laughs> I don't know. I, and so I tell you, and I tell you why I tell you why. Yeah. So I worked, I worked very closely with children and families um you know that had mental health issues that were referred by the state to like come for therapy or whatever and there were <laughs> cases where it was like i know in an ideal world you would like at least want the other parent to be involved but sometimes like for the for the kid to turn out to have a shot at life the other person needs to not be involved mm-hmm. at least for a certain period of time and I, then I, yeah yeah. yeah, damaging the child, literally. You know. I think it depends. It depends on the situation. And I, I hear both sides. And sometimes what they consider is what's in the child's best interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are two facets. So one, the marriage ended. The marriage was not successful. But some people are still could still be a good parent to the child. I think that some people are able to separate it. They may suck as a, a husband or a wife, excuse me. But um, as a parent, they might still be able to help that child through their childhood rather than just taking, making a whole avoid in that. Did we lose her? be a woman or a man because we have narcissists on both sides <laughs> right. it's just what it is wow that must be difficult it, it is extremely difficult for the for the children especially who are yeah. now caught in the line of fire because it's like being living in two different countries or no maybe one country and two different government you put one leg on one side and the other leg in another side and it's really rough on the children, and um, I strongly recommend counseling to all that are involved, the parents, be it solo, and especially for the children, because it's a rough road. Mm. You see, I want to ask you this. Um, we, oftentimes, because of how society and especially, like, how the African community looks at marriage, there's a lot of, like, emphasis that's put on it like being like if you go to school you you finish school you get a good job <laughs> like it literally is like the next step it's like this monumental thing right yeah, and I get and then you go through it you have kids and then it ends and like you know like what does that feel like for you like what do you in and, and think back to that you know when you went like maybe the first few months after you are like the divorce was finally you know finalized or whatever the case is and you're looking back and you're like wow i put so much energy into this thing and 
by society's standards, I failed. Like, what is that? How did you own that? How did you go through that? What did you, like, what did that feel like? Okay, I'll tell you how I overcame that. But you're so right. And I agree that as Nigerian, I think Nigerians, not alone, not just Nigerians, but we grew up, my generation, we grew up particularly with, and I think you probably still, it's still there. There's a lot of pressure being put and expectations being put on the youth that you must get married. I disagree with that. Being there, done that, <laughs> <laughs> and come back around, I, I totally disagree with that. I'm like, no, we need to, um, marriage is just one of the many things in life. It's not the thing that makes you who you are. Because when we associate us, our identity to a marriage, for example, or even being a mother, you know, okay, mar- being married is one pressure. Another pressure is so you get married and you can't have kids or you choose not to have kids. Another whole, whole ball of pressure begins again. When are you going to get pregnant? They're calculating nine months from when you got, preg- when you got married and they haven't seen the bump and they're thinking what's wrong. You know, there's too many sentiments that, uh, but we have to decide for ourselves, what do you want? Am I... Now, my mom my mom came to the U.S. and I told her, she started seeing people that, oh, this person is 40-something-year-old and they haven't, they're not married. So I started explaining to her, I said, it, everybody doesn't have to get married. <laughs> and she's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll explain to her, even the ones that are single, she's like, this one hasn't had kids. I'm like, yeah, people choose not to have kids for right reason. And that's okay. <laughs> and she's just getting her head around that um, whole culture, but... We put too much pressure and too much expectation on, on, on our kids that it forces us to overlook the red flags. It forces us to compromise. It forces us to settle when we shouldn't be. So, you know, focus on yourself. Be a better version of yourself rather than looking for a, a half in somebody else. I no longer okay. use that word. I don't look for a, another half because I, don't, I no longer see myself as a half. Mm. We're a full whole. I am whole. And I want another whole. So that whole plus whole will make a better whole. You know? Not half and half. No. That's actually a conversation that I've been having with myself lately. Like, to be honest, I don't know if I want to get married. I'm saying that now, but, you know, know, in the future it could change. But I just (laughs) don't... Please, James, I just don't see myself like married I don't think a man can make me happy it's just I feel like if a man cheats on me I can't tolerate it I would divorce him divorce is an option that's the thing and I already know that it's going to happen it's going to cheat on me and I'll divorce him why would so I rather talk- it's, it's going to happen what kind of backward like be <laughs> deceiving yourself why are you setting yourself up for for I'd failure be, I don't understand I'd rather, be, I'd rather prevent I'm glowing right now because no man is stressing me once I give a man a chance like this, I'll start breaking out. So, start so, so let me ask you this. Men are, are <laughs> So let me ask you this. To like, and, and I want to ask both of you this question. But okay. do you feel like all of that, that mentality of like, if a man is stressed, like if you take someone into your life and they start stressing you, it affects your, you know, your outlook is only because yeah, we've you. put so much pressure onto like being successful at this thing and i say that because like men don't think like that 
and I and I really believe that that's it's strictly down to like patriarchy that we don't go into a situation, and also it's partly because we're expected to take all of you women's nonsense and accept it as that's how women are, and you know our own is like everybody wants to start doing th- threads and doing dear Ohlone. but you know I really believe that if we got to a point where you like basically kind of touched on like it's just one other aspect of your life like it doesn't like drag you down the same because i think about it like this if my job was giving me stress i would still glow where i need to glow the job would be annoying but it would not like drag all of my happiness down but like i feel like we put so much emphasis on like relationships that when it starts to wobble People want to like, you know, they want to get depressed. They're not happy anymore. People, people handle stuff differently. How you are going to handle stress? I'm not gonna handle it that way. So that's why it's going to have a toll on me, and I will break up. Don't, 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 Right, you know, and we need to walk. Um, by the way, so can you repeat the number for guests to call in, please? Um, yeah, the number is seven one six two two zero eight five five two. Seven one six two two zero eight five five two. Or if you want to call us on the Giddy Lounge on Skype, that's like the smoothest way. But yeah. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, this is this is interesting. So Talani, you mentioned that um, divorce is an or oh, or maybe it was um, Sami that divorce is an option. It's Talani right, that said it. Too. It's Talani that said it. Divorce is an option. Marriage for is me. also an option. As of you now, know? the thought of marriage does not excite me. When I, I think of it, I've noted that I like to avoid that conversation. Well, my friends are having a discussion. It's like, I don't want to talk about it. It's like, well, I don't see myself doing it, so might as well talk about something else. Yeah. Like, the thought of weddings is fun, but marriage is like, this is like forever and never. Do I really want to deal with somebody that could potentially beat me up tomorrow? No. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! (laughs) (laughs) So damn extreme. Because you can never truly know a man, like, completely. You can never truly know anyone. Well, it could be both sides. True. Man will be thinking, do I want a woman who's gonna beat me up too? Because you, you know, it's funny. Yeah, skin you. I do have power. Yes. <laughs> so what I, I think what we should focus on is um one when we know take away that pressure that mm-hmm. you know once you're clocking this you're clocking that age and people are asking you so when are you going to go married so when are Very you going true. to so when, Very true. Hey, pull your boundary set the boundaries down and like if you want to go get married then you go get married leave me alone if if that's for you. Then go that route, but you marry when you're ready. If if yeah. we jump into a six feet pool where you don't have the right tools, what's going to happen? And that goes for you're both sides. Yeah, you're going to be panicking and fretting, like unless you know, you know. But equip yourself. I'm like equip yourself. Take the pressure off once for for starters. Then you can be the best best version of yourself. You get to a point where you're not looking for somebody to make you whole, to fill your void. Right. I'm a Christian, and I believe if you have a void, take it to God mm-hmm. and let Him fill that void. Because if you're looking for something or someone to fill that void, and I'm speaking from experience, I've been there, done that, right? So I, I didn't get around right the first time around. So, <laughs> but with hindsight, these are lessons learned that I can share. You know, if you're feeling lonely, you're, you need to be at a point where you're comfortable with yourself. Okay. Because bringing somebody else. To fill that void is a huge responsibility. And if in your in your definition, if they don't meet that expectation, you're going to see them as a failure. 
Mm. I think that's a lot of responsibility to put on somebody else. Let me let me ask you this. You and I'm kind of glad that Tolani brought this up, even though she's extreme. Um, <laughs> I, I there's there's a point that you just made in you know Tolani said you don't really know someone, and I'll put it like this in my in my family, my mom on my mom's side. Um, I grew up on my I grew up closer to my mom's side, and none of the men. Were, were like were happy with the women that they married, <laughs> at least the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think two of them remarried, and then one of them was just a playboy till he died. Um, and for a long time, that gave me anxiety because I was like, first of all, I don't want to make mistakes that they made. I don't want to just you know jump the gun like you know. And then Christianity will make you think like that the sins of the father that I visited on you, so you need to go and. <laughs> You just got to wash your head. But it got to a point where it was like, when when they started talking about it, at least when they got honest about it, the men would tell you, because for them, it was like, ah, the women switched up on me when I married them. And I'm, I'm mm. a firm believer in, like, the signs are always there. Like, mm, okay. like you, you just have to, like, be on, like, you have to be truly honest with yourself in, mm. like, saying like this thing i'm seeing it's not just a small red flag it, mm. it could, it's like it's actually something that like you know it could affect me down the road and the reason why i think that's that's important is like i think people always view red flags in the current moment like i am 27 this person you know is 25 they have these issues and you know we can work through them but sometimes people don't realize that that 27 that you're that you are right now when you're 42 that same red flag might still be there but it will be annoying you on a completely different level oh yeah because your patience is like thinning out as, as i'm going along so <laughs> it like it's so true you want to looking... share some of the red flags yeah that you noted yeah um so like i think one of the things that um one of my uncles was talking about was you know the particular person that he got married to was not doing anything to like build herself up like she wasn't working and she wasn't like she was one of those like i mean everybody else's business but my own type of people and he was like oh you know i'll just work hard enough she'd be a stay-at-home mom and then they had kids and the kids grew up and they went to boarding school and it was just the two of them and she wasn't doing anything. And now it was annoying him because like he's working, people are taking his money to travel over the world and he, you know, they're not adding value to the relationship or whatever the case right. is. And now he starts to get frustrated and then he obviously, he didn't take the best route in dealing with his frustrations because he turned into alcoholism yeah. and all this other stuff. But like, wow. you know, like I think when he was thinking back on it, he was like, look, I'm not going to tell you that I didn't see those things. That I didn't see that they would annoy me down the road, but I just kept thinking, I'll get through it. We'll get through it. It will go away. And like, some things don't go away. So like, I'm thinking like for you, like what are those things when you like look back at like some red flags that you're like, ah, uh, like <laughs> those things were there. You're so right. And um, especially when you're, when they put us on, and it's not to blame our background when you're under or you put we put ourselves under a lot of pressure then we start justifying those red flags you know imagine removing the pressure 
And if, if you're not, if, let's use the example of a job. You're not, you're already employed employed you're happy with your job and you have recruiters coming and you know showing you some dangling some other opportunities in, in front of you you're not under pressure so you can still you'll be in a better place to negotiate much better for yourself mm. compared to somebody who has no job i remember a point in my life actually where i was i needed a job so bad when i called a previous manager i worked with and she was like we don't have your level of job we know you're more experienced than this. I'm like, who cares? Give me level zero. Just give me a job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's exactly uh, the example of settling. When you're desperate for something, you will take anything. And then are you talking about red flags at that moment when you're desperate? You'll be like, forget red flag. I, you know, we will repaint it or whatever you, we justify, we make excuses. But you know what? They don't go away. Mm-hmm. Like you said. When those desperate, when you settle and you're high settle, you will now have to address and deal with those red flags that were waving at you to start with. <laughs> There's this thing my dad always used to tell me that look out for a man with anger issues and hot tempers. If you can sense it from the very beginning of the relationship, just end it because he will beat you in the future. Yeah, you hear stories. That's very true. You hear stories about people slapping people just by in dating or shouting at you in, while you're dating. If a man or a woman is already slapping you or shouting mm-hmm. at you when you're dating, what do you think is going to happen when they marry and there's no more pressure to chase and to, to hunt you down? Mm-hmm. Then the AK-47 or whatever will come up. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um. it, it's, it's true. Spending is another red flag. We had different ways of I spending. Need to work on that. I'm guilty. I need to work on that. <laughs> Let me not be fake. Yeah. Maybe that's why Tolani doesn't. Tolani, we have a money management episode in a few weeks. Please, I beg. Maybe that's why Tolani doesn't want to mind. I need to learn, child. Yeah, I'll learn. Please. For okay. now, let me continue spending. It makes me happy. It's therapeutic. <laughs> so if you like, if you feel like to spend, and you go get in a relationship with somebody who's very tight-fisted or don't find spending therapeutic. You're going to have a conflict to deal with. I'm already knowing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. Maybe, or maybe Tony should just make her own money and the guy should have of his course. own money. And then, like, and, then, make your own money. and then you should do like, not, not like most Nigerian women where their money is their money, but his money is our money. Because See, that's another expectation that the well. man <laughs> is the provider. You prove, right? You provide, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, of course, I wouldn't want my man, I mean, my husband carrying all the weights. If I do get married, though, he won't <laughs> carry all the weights. I'm going to have my money. He'll have his money. And then we could potentially have, like, a joint account and then put money for bills there. And that's what we'll be spending from. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we have a few um, sort of entries that people sent to us okay. um, via our Curious Cat platform and Instagram. Um, for those of you that are not following the Rants page on Instagram right now, please do so on on Twitter um, at the Rants Show, um, two S's. Um, but before we go into that, we're going to take a break, um, and then when we come back, we're going to answer your questions. The lines are open as well, so feel free to call us seven one six two two zero eight five five two or Skype us or send your questions um, online if you would like. And I know that if you're like, if you are worried. Or you want to ask a question anonymously, use the Curious Cat platform. Um, your questions will come in anonymously and we would answer them um, on air. Um, 
And yeah, so stay right where you are. It's the Rant Show. It's Kitty Lounge Radio. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. La- I don't know why I made that sound, but, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be back. I'm a little boring <laughs> But I'm the life of the party Cause I'm kinda funny Money don't drive me I drive my money yeah. When I saw the thing be Me I no go force you to like what you see yeah. Because I come in peace And I'm at peace And that's all I need yeah. Everything's not for everyone And that is okay But I'll never be somebody else See for this life, everybody is a bona fide member. Everybody get name where them they answer. You know go fit to use my ID, make you enter. Hola, hola. And as you enter, the same time make you attend to your mother. Shine your eye, make you no go enter gutter. No be every doorway open, you go enter. Hola, hola. Because everything's not for everyone, and that is okay. Count your blessings one by one Don't okay It doesn't matter how we be It doesn't matter where we be It doesn't matter who we be It doesn't matter what you see Anyhow make you never be somebody else Wherever you go just be yourself See nobody perfect, no be like I've got flaws I can't deny But everybody getting personality Personality My guy make you live your life Better we love you, go love you die But you can never satisfy society
trust you. Yeah, I find it hard to say. I wish you knew. I am on your Instagram all day, stalking you. You in my life is all I'm hoping for. If you go be mine, dear, now forevermore. I won't talk my mind and say how I feel inside, but I fear you won't. You won't feel the same for me. Oh, if she loves me, hallelujah. If she says she loves me, hallelujah. Oh, when she loves me, hallelujah. If she says she loves me. For me, boy, if I could read your mind, I wonder if I'd be inside. If you could be mine, I feel like I've been drinking wine. If you call me, baby, me I look on mind. Oh, I know you want me, baby. Make you talk your mind. Oh, you see that I.
Definitely heard him. If you listen to the show alone, you're doing it wrong. Tell a friend to tell another friend. You listen to the rant show on Getting Lounge Radio. Your life, your music. You're and we to- are back. I don't know why I'm doing that, but we're back. Okay, I'm done. Um, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, over the course of the break, I mean, at least today, you've listened to Posh by Mayor Kuhn. You listened to Plus Four Four by BPR featuring Naira Mali. You listened to Original Baby by Simi featuring Two Face. You listened to Hallelujah by Johnny Drill featuring Simi. And you listened to Choose by Remy Baggins. Um, and welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, um, you are still on the rant show with my humble self, the wordsmith. Um, and Tolani Baj is over there. Tolani has explained to us why she doesn't want to marry. Um, so you guys don't worry. Those of you that want to marry Tolani, the listeners, there's, still, there's some hope, some, a little bit of a hope for you. Just hold on to Jesus and Tolani might say yes to you and bring money. If you don't have money, then it's not going to happen. Um... And our very special guest, Bissy, is still with us today. Um, Bissy, how are you doing? Where did she go? Is she there? Oh, she's not here anymore. No! Yes, she is. I'm just kidding. She's probably on mute. Wow. Tony, you're trying to break my heart, bro. (laughs) Why are you trying to break my heart? Um, Okay. Um, Okay, so we will... I'm, I I wanted to uh, <laughs> I wanted to answer some of the questions that um some of our listeners sent to us um so I'll start with the ones that came in through the curious cat um and Tolani and I would kind of rapid fire that for you guys before uh, I think busy's like waiting for a call to connect back and then we'll pull her back in all right so Tolani this is the first question Somebody yeah. says, <laughs> "Yeah, this is a question I was going to ask you and Sasha, but since you're here by yourself." <laughs> oh shit! Um, the person says, "Please ask on the show tonight. What do ladies feel about making out with guys with a beard? My babe and I used to make out a lot, but I noticed ever since I grew my beard out, we don't make out as much. I haven't brought this up to her. I'm curious mm-hmm. to hear what the ranters think." Tolani, what you think? Um, uh, I don't know if I'm a fan of beards, you know. I like it in pictures, but making out, I feel like it would just be itching my chin. What? So, yeah. I don't know. I actually never dated a guy with beards before, to be honest. I kissed a guy with beards, though, once. Oh, shit. Was I fascinated about it? Uh, I don't know. It was just there, really, honestly. But I would rather my guy have a clean, like, you know, cut, shaved 
shave down, not that bushy beard shit. Wait, mm. you know, I usually feel attacked when girls say this, so I'm trying to like not make this. I don't want my answer to sound personal, um, but like, are you talking about a beard that's like covering his mouth? Like Oye Mike's beard? Is that not what you're talking about? You know, Oye Mike now. Yeah, yeah, but like his, his that, that one is just that one is that one is excessive. Like, I'm t- okay. So you've seen. My- mm, I don't want to use myself. Damn it! Please let me go. And, let me go and use yourself. Mm. No, my- <laughs> let me go and check your page. My my. I <laughs> My beard doesn't cover my mouth. It like, oh, I see. It like it's around my face, and a- my I mouth is like my my mustache is low, and my mouth is like free, kind of. Yeah. But like. I- he should just have the discussion with the girl, easy peasy. Like, what's going on? Do you like the beard or you don't like it? If she doesn't like it, he should fix up. I, I mean, I guess that's that's one option. Easy, because the the problem is she's not making out with him as much because he started growing his beard, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ask the girl, like, what exactly is going on? Do you not fancy my beard? If she doesn't like it, I will cut it because that's my girlfriend, and I want my girlfriend to be pleased when she's making out with me. So. Brida, I'll tell you right now. That's... The other thing that you need to do is probably that you need to um, wash your beard. Um, no, wash this is real beard. talk. This is real talk. And a lot of guys forget this, but like, if your hair grows to a certain length, the slightest thing will fall inside. You can be eating rice to drop inside your beard. You can be you can be drinking water or you'll be drinking Gary and droplets will enter your and like the thing is if you don't notice because you're not looking down your face, like you will notice that it's there. So like take care of it like you would take care of any part of your body. Please. Like, who has time for that? It sounds so high maintenance. It is high maintenance. You think you think growing a beard is easy? Like keep it low. Who hi busy, welcome back. So, hi, so sorry. So, so we had a question. Like somebody sent a question in. It's a very loose question, but like the person says, they're dating their girlfriend, and they grew a beard, and the girlfriend doesn't want to make out with them anymore. I mean, I'm suggesting uh-huh. because I have a beard. <laughs> I have a beard that I think it does very well in the social space. People like it. Shout out to those that like my beard. Um, I was saying that, you know, he needs to take care of his beard. Like the beard. See, for a guy. Your beard is basically equivalent to a woman's hair. Hmm. Like, the same way they take care of their hair and they do all of the conditioning and, and washing wow. and all of the, like That's the same way you should take care of your beard. It has so, to be clean. It has to be oiled, moisturized, yeah. ready to go. Simple. Right, right. Right. Or he can cut it off completely. Why would you <laughs> cut it off? Beards are winning right now. Uh-uh. Cut it off. So if the tables were turned and um, she grew... Maybe they started dating as she had short hair, and then she started growing afro. And then the guy answered, she should cut it. Tolani will rake. It. Wait, what guy would tell me to cut my hair? Oh, oh. <laughs> I'd rather him say, change your hairstyles, and I, I have plenty wigs. I'll do that, rather than me shaving my hair. I shaved mm-hmm. my hair since December. My hair has not grown. So, <laughs> I'm I not going to shave shit again. I think <laughs> it's a good conversation point, though. And that's going to reflect show them how they're going to resolve or how they handle conflict or how they communicate it's not going to be about the hair i don't even think it's that deep i just think like it's possible that it's just in the interfering 
like maybe it prickles her and maybe he just needs to cut it an yes, inch or two exactly. down or like maybe he just needs to wash it like people just some guys exactly. forget to do that but you need to communicate you, we need to talk about it he needs to lay down what is it about my beard that you don't like or what would you you know like to see yeah. differently let's have some discussion yeah because that's the only way we can't be making assumptions and presumptions because at the end of the day it might not even be about the beard it might be maybe she knows somebody who abused her who used to have a beard <laughs> that got deep that got deep real fast um Brida talk to your babe or just I mean I say step one is like take this is my thing I feel like conversations like that if he hasn't brought it up already maybe he's worried he might bruise his ego as well so like the non-intrusive solution for me number one is like take care of the beard if you take care of the beard and it doesn't make a difference, then mm-hmm. uh, then broach the conversation with her and ask directly. And hopefully she's honest enough to tell you. But like, that's just the way I'll go about it. That's me. Yeah, I think yeah. the conversation should come first. Yeah. And not to say he shouldn't take care of his beard. Regardless of the conversation, take care of your stuff. Anyway. Basically. <laughs> Facts. All right. Um, yeah. Before we went on the break, we had a few questions that we wanted okay. to go into. Um, one of the questions <laughs> that we asked on Instagram was, assume that you are looking to get married. What are some of the top questions you're going to ask your partner? So basically, before, we read, before I read you the answers that people sent in, <laughs> um, think about like when you were getting married uh-huh. and... Now that you are, you know, a wholesome babe enjoying yeah. your life, mm-hmm. like what are the kinds of questions you'd be looking to ask someone that's interested in dating you? Oh, sure. Do you want me to share them now? Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. So for, <laughs> for now, my values, my values have, have changed. They've evolved. I've, I'm, a, I'm an evolved person. Uh, I'm comfortable. But, you know, for me, what's important to me is how do you see yourself? I don't want to be, I don't want to babysit a guy who, who's, who's, who doesn't see himself as a whole being, but is looking for a woman to make him fool. If you start toasting me on that level, that you're looking for somebody uh, to make you fill your cup, I'm like, that's your baggage. What comes across to me is like, I ain't got time for that. I don't want baggage at this point of my life. I've served, I've sacrificed, and um, now I need a man who believes in themselves, who does not need, is not going to be waiting for a phone to ring so that if I don't call in 15 minutes or if I don't call in a day, there's trouble. No. And, and vice versa. If you, I'm not going to be waiting by the phone, waiting, you know, like I used to do before when you were 19, waiting for him to call. I want to talk to somebody, pick up the phone and call. I, <laughs> why wait for them to call you? I'm not playing games. So the guy needs to have a, a good job. I don't want any stories about um, importing and self, self-employed and there's no money coming <laughs> to <laughs> Lord. <Shots> <laughs> you gotta have a job. You know, you have a good job or your job or you have a business. What on your, what, what, where do you plan? What are you walking towards? You know how to say, what do you want to be when you grow up? We've grown up. What do you, how do you want to impact the world? You know, because if you don't have a vision for yourself or where you're going, you're going to, you're going to want to pull me down or pull me back. And I don't want that. 
at this point of my life. Facts. Facts. So it's the vision, the passion. Do we share similar passion? At this point of my life, it's live and let live. Not me for you to die and for you to leave. I'm not doing that anymore. You know? Amen. Ah, this is like, <laughs> I'm living my best life. I am. I am, honestly. I, I was dating a guy. And the guy was like, you seem to really like your singlehood. I didn't even play it down like, oh, yeah. You, you're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> so don't come and spoil it. Too. Come, my, the party starts with me. I'm not waiting for anybody to come and start my party for me. I love that sense of independence. Oh, gosh. It's amazing. I cut my hair. Before, when I was married, I couldn't have short hair. As soon as I could, I cut my hair off. I pour water on my head every day, and I look great, and I'm fine. (laughs) No permission about the length of my hair. I feel attacked because I typically don't (laughs) like when women I date have short hair. But... (laughs) (laughs) I don't like women that I date specifically oh. that i'm in a relationship I, I don't have a problem with it especially in the days of now everybody's wearing wigs oh, natural like yeah, yeah. you know is it like, you know everybody most women their hair is short under and then they'll put exactly. the wig when they want to when they want to be yeah. someone different but like i think it's because yeah. i was traumatized from going to mayflower that <laughs> i don't want i don't <laughs> please let it be here please is is a beg i'm begging uh, that's that, that that can be solved quickly you know i mean but it's you know, the freedom i, I don't even <laughs> see let it be here i will pay for it <laughs> let me bring it out I'll, I'll put my money where my mouth is um <laughs> but some of the questions that people said they would ask their partners uh-huh. for okay so i'm going to read the answers from women they okay. said they want to know do you cook do you have debt do you have kids where yeah. do you see yourself in five years do you have right. control issues um how do you feel about you god <laughs> um, you have anger issues you be on that list please. somebody says how is your credit looking um why did you t- somebody says why did you take this long to pray for me i almost gave up ah while waiting while he was working on himself ah, deep um how do you how do you want to raise your home your family your finances do you have herpes or an STI. Mm. Um, yeah, solid. You know, oh, I would like to know if my my well, if I get married, shall if he'd like to move back to Nigeria eventually, because mm. that's my plan in the future to like establish myself in Nigeria. Tell him if I want to go, yeah, let's go and get married. I don't think you are serious now. <laughs> what do <the> seriously? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I've dated some guys that they don't want to go to Nigeria. They don't see themselves raising their kids in Nigeria. And I want my kids to be born in America and go back to Nigeria, learn the culture, mm-hmm. come back for college. That's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. And that's how I want my kids to be raised. But some men that I've dated are like, nope, never. My kids are not growing up in Nigeria. That mm-hmm. right there is a turn off. And I know that we can't be together. Right. I love Nigeria. Like, like I could be in Nigeria all year and I'll be happy. But some men can do that. And in a marriage, that's something to consider. And that's marriage. End of story. I think, I think that's a baseline question to ask, like, early on. Like, I think even before we start to like each other, it's like, yeah. let me get a yeah. feel for this thing. Because I would jabber you very quickly if you're like, yeah. you know. But you know what those, those, what those tells me, those, when you mention those kind of things, they're like symptoms. They're like the top, the layer mm. underneath. Yeah. It's, it's about communication. And compromise. It's, and compromise. And, compromise, and, and yeah. how 
conflict conflict management because you're going to want a you're going to want a leather maybe someone wants likes leather seat and yeah. leather chairs so far and the the person and um <clears throat> and Tolani likes cloth you know and you want yeah. to furnish your house together so how do you compromise how do you communicate without one person being sad or mad for three days or for three years just because we went with a leather suit. Tolanyo. <laughs> Tolanyo might be mad. <laughs> Those are like really good, you know. Find out how do you guys make up? How do you fight? Yeah. Even over the Shit, I know how thing. we make up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good. Mm-hmm. And, and how does this person fight with other people outside? Because the day you cross the line and you're no longer being a friend, gives you an idea of how what you expect an idea what to expect so so i want to ask you this um busy i want to ask you this because um i personally feel like this is like oh before i ask you the question can we go ahead and tweet out that curious cat link with the hashtag for the rant show for those of you that have questions um please send them through there and those of you that have sent it already i'm going to go ahead and ask them before the show is over don't don't panic um mm-hmm. But in my experience, Nigerian women, mm-hmm. mostly Yoruba women, mm-hmm. don't know how to apologize first. Mm. So, and for yeah. someone like I found, I actually just found this out about myself. Mm-hmm. I think that I am like, like part of being like bullied as a as a kid, and mm-hmm. like also being the first. I found that I always had to like lower myself for other people so like mm-hmm. i was always like oh i'm going to like sacrifice this for my siblings or like to make things better or da 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 but like mm-hmm. i found that now that with my relationships i i can't tolerate like someone who doesn't know how to like you know own up to something early and i think mm-hmm. i want to i want to ask you like you've been, you've you've gone into a marriage like yeah. how does that play out because i feel like when you're dating someone you're still like oh i still kind of love you so is there but like yeah. what happens when it's like you're in the God. same house together and you have to sleep in the same bed like how does that how do you manage that wow yeah <laughs> that's conflict management right there so that's a very valid question too and those are things that you can pick up when you're dating and although it's a different level when you're dating um, oh yeah, you know, you probably don't even see the red flag. You probably don't even offend each other, or you just lay it down and make an excuse. Or if you within when you're dating, if you notice you're not apologizing to each other, there's going to be a problem. There's that's a red flag right there. But for, for me, I could speak for myself. Um, initially, I didn't find it easy to to own up that I was wrong. So I wouldn't apologize. Because mm. for you to apologize, you need to accept that you were wrong in the first place. Right. But what I've learned now is that in a conflict, it's not 100% to zero. It could be whatever, 99% to 1%. Your 99% one person's contribution and your contribution. Why do we have conflict? Conflict is when you, you're not doing things my way. And vice versa. If I expected you to buy the leather seat and you're buying a, a, a cloth, there's going to be conflict right there because I didn't have my way 
I'm going to be offended and vice versa. So what I've learned is in a, if there's conflict, okay, if, if my side is the 0.1%, <laughs> because I, I may not, my head may be big and I don't want to accept I did the, most of the damage, mm -hmm. but only a part. And say you're sorry, but it takes a lot of maturity to get to that point. Right. And some of us were raised in families where our parents never apologized to us. Or we never even catch our parents apologizing to each other. Or in the Nigerian culture where, or maybe you're about, I don't know if it's other cultures, the woman is always wrong and the man is always right. What's up with that? Mm. It doesn't help. What are we modeling for our children? So being a mom, being a parent, how I have learned to learn to apologize is with my kids. I'm very quick. I'm like, I need to teach them that it's okay to apologize. So I'll be very quick to, to say I'm sorry. I'm practicing with them, saying I'm sorry. That word, I'm, those three words, I am sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know, they'll be like, oh, mommy, you just told a lie about, we, you, you should have said this instead of that. Oh, I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, yeah, mm -hmm. you're right. It takes a lot of practice and maturity, right. you know. But right. when we're prideful, we didn't see our, our parents. In, in, back in Nigeria, how many parents apologize to their children? <laughs> Even for the previous things, you know, never. exactly. So, what are we modeling for each for our, the next generation when you never call your parents apologize to you or to each other? Mm. So, let's bear that in mind and so teach the next generation. They're watching. Even if you don't have kids, young people are looking up to us and watching. Does this person ever say I'm sorry? Right. So, I think one thing that really sticks with me is that. A lot of times when people get divorced, um, people automatically, and I'm speaking from a man's perspective, they automatically ask what he did. Either he must have cheated or mm -hmm. he was he was violent or something. And you should see my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Okay, oh, we are listening. And I know and I know that the huge majority that's why bc is here because she's not like you but you know but like i know i know the huge majority like men like us are the ones that are the ones that fuck up most of the time and but like if you're looking back at your marriage and like you know everything that happened is there anything that you take away from it that you're like i could have done that better like i was part of the problem by doing this or that yeah right yes Yes, I, I do. And it, it's part of growing up and learning and reflecting and see what role did I play. For me, I could have said I'm sorry more often than I now do. That's one thing. Another way that I look back is um, I felt maybe I enabled some behaviors that should have been called out earlier on. Mm. And um, like, I'm, I'm a very, I grew up, I mean, I left Nigeria at the age of 16, grew up in London. I'm very, I could be very independent. I mean, at the age of 16, I, I was working in London and sending money home <laughs> to my single, to my mom who was a single parent. So I've been working since I was 16. So very quickly, if I need to survive, like, you know, work for myself and I could do that. And I don't. I didn't let, earlier on in, my, in the marriage, I didn't let the balls drop. 
I was a woman. I was I was doing like superwoman, Wonder Woman, who okay, you won't pay the bills. I'm gonna pay before they come and disconnect, <laughs> disconnect the mm. electricity. I wouldn't let the balls drop. And in trying to catch all the balls, because catching this, catching that, you know, he didn't get the opportunity to grow a little bit more or to own up or to step up because I wouldn't even let him fall in the first place. <laughs> and this, I didn't know this when earlier on, I thought I was doing it out of love and I was catching all the balls, but you're wearing yourself out and you're also putting, you're not letting the other person grow. And you're, I was enabling. And then when he started earning, but I thought it, it was the right thing to do because I was earning more money at that point. But when the person now starts earning money, if they're not used to catching the, you know, their balls, you're used to cleaning up after them. Mm-hmm. They expect you to continue. And I'm like, no. They're like, no, you're grown up now. I'm not. <laughs> and then conflict <laughs> starts. So what, if, you, if you start something earlier on in a relationship, be ready to continue for the longest time. Because today you yank the carpet under that person and like, I'm not wiping up. <laughs> do you do you at any point feel like you guys changed or like one person changed first or like that was part of the problem or like was it just like you just realized that you didn't like you like what you who you thought you had was not the person period not that they changed yeah here's another drill another part of it we grew we were doing this love across the the sea thing Mm. <laughs> that's another and you th- I thought I knew this person I was married marrying but it was the circumstances were different he was thousands of miles away the emotions were high every time you call you, you can't put the phone down you know all that all the kind of that's not reality <laughs> you know so and then when we came together we there was not a lot of it was just a few months before we started living together and got married and then got pregnant and then had kids. Life was just happening back to back, back to back. There was not, we really didn't have the time to live together or to, to court and to, to really know this. I mean, we knew each other when we were like teenagers. Okay. But we had grown and we had grown our different ways and we had changed. Mm. We didn't take the time to learn about each other. Right. So we had to do that while life was happening and the balls were being thrown at us from all sides. And each person was like fighting for their life, (laughs) pretty Mm. much. And um, that puts a wedge. Not to talk about the in-law issue, you know? Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, the thing that I wanted to ask, and so I I guess I should just ask you this, this question that was sent in. Um, the question says, please ask the guest, how do they, how did they split the bills in your marriage? I know you just talked about the bills. Does she let him pay the house rent and she pays the utilities or does he do everything and she just buy food? Like, how did you decide that? Or like, was it just the case you just touched on where it's like, you just went ahead and took everything on? Um, it was a mix of both at different phases. So when I first came in to the relationship into the marriage, it was, I came with that mentality that everything goes into one pot. (laughs) 
Wow, so you don't I... believe that again. <laughs> it's different. People are different. It may work for some people, but it's not always, it's not a catch-all. It depends on the people at the table. It depends on the parties. So that's the, me- I came with that mentality, though I was earning a lot. I came, and then our agreement was, okay, let's make a joint decision that if we need to buy anything more than, this is uh, like 17 years ago, if we're going to buy anything more than $100, for example, let's make it a joint decision. But anything under that, you know, feel free to spend. That was the agreement, and I was willing to put everything in one pot joint. But then we, I found out we have different spending habits and saving habits and giving habits. And then that brought conflict into the situation again. And um, I will see, you know, TVs will pop up, pump pilots and electronics will pop up. And they're definitely more than $100, but we never had the conversation. So then the strategy had to change. Like, okay, something, we're not, being, we're not following, following our agreement here. So what I recommend is, um, okay, you can have, you definitely need to, com- need to communicate. You can have a common port for the common, for the common bills. I call them the soft, the soft bills and the hard bills. <laughs> if somebody's mm-hmm. paying mortgage and then somebody's paying electricity, one is soft, one is hard. But you need to have, I think it should be commensurate with um, what, you're, what we're earning, but have an understanding that I still have, I can still spend some, have some allowance for yourselves. I shouldn't be asking for permission for 20, when I'm, I shouldn't be asking for $20 permission to spend $20 on myself or my hair or, or explaining what I want to do with $20. Mm. That's not right. Mm-hmm. When I'm, even if I'm not working, but I was working and I still had to explain myself. No, maybe it's a Nigerian mentality thing that came to play, <laughs> but, <laughs> but for somebody who's been, I've been earning my own money since I was 16 because I had to work. That was hard. So you're going to have to get um, to the table, communicate, and decide for yourself what works best for you. But one size doesn't fit all. So. Got it. Tolani? Yeah. Do you have a question? Because I want to ask Busy something. Um, no, I don't okay. have any question. Um, so, Busy, people yeah, have. I don't think Tolani actually, will put money into joint accounts. Is that right? Tolani has bag. <laughs> Tolani showed one bag yesterday on her Instagram. Even if you don't follow Tolani on Instagram, follow her Tolani Bat. Actually, if she allows you to follow her, um, <laughs> subscribe to her YouTube channel, Tolani Badge, as well. Um, Tolani, you better go and copyright that name. Anyways. I should. Um, I will. So, Tolani posted this bag from Lagos of money. Which <laughs> I got a lot of DMs too. It's fun, I want it. I want it. <laughs> you're, a woman of, you're a woman of the people now. It's just, you know. Yeah. I have a bag full of like Naira. Go oh, wow. On. Yeah. Yeah. I go like, in December. So she's I like the, keep she's a my giver. She's a, she, brings, she, brings, she brings life to our, our people. Um, thank you. Thank you. All right. So these are some of the questions. And I'm telling this applies to you as well. Okay. What is your biggest fear? about marriage if any and i'm just going to read you some of the responses that people had people said um one of the two of us having a change of heart um losing myself infidelity or falling out of love not getting tired of being or basically getting tired of being with one person marrying someone like my dad divorce um failing emotional violence marrying someone for the wrong reasons 
the fear of losing him early to either death or like disconnect marrying an unkind person marrying someone who's unteachable unhappiness marrying the wrong guy Somebody says their fear of getting married is if they get got they get caught cheating. Who, who does that? who does these kinds of things? Why are you like this, people? Um, so Talani, what would you say is your own fear? And like, you know, BC, I want to know from you, like, what are some of those things that you would tell people? Like, what are those, some of those affairs that people have that you like hope to allay for them early on? Like. I think that people are worried about so much. Like it doesn't. You don't even think about that when you're married, or like you think about that. Whatever the case is. So, honey, let's start with you. What are you? What are you afraid about? What are you afraid of? Sorry. Um, I'd say growing out of love with somebody, like marrying somebody, and just believing that this is the right person for me. This is the person that I want to spend my life with, and that I potentially meet somebody better. And I'm like, fuck! I'm already married. What if he's my real husband? And then I can't leave the marriage because I'm already married. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> taken. I mean, what? Yes, for real, like, I'm stuck. Uh, so wait, nah, so, so let me ask you this. To... So let me ask you right. this, real talk. All right, and I, I think okay, I kind of okay. asked I'll a question. Serious, I asked a question like this before. Okay. If you found out right now <laughs> that the love of your life, the person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with is with someone else would you like you know that you're going to spend like let's say god showed up to you and told you that's your person i don't know how that happened but let's just hypothetical okay would you do everything within your power to go and get that person right now or will you just leave it no i'll leave it till he comes to me Ha! <laughs> i'll leave it till he comes to me even right now right now i'm not even ready to be quite honest so if he comes it's probably it's probably going to be a no for me so he should enjoy him. He should enjoy himself with that person now until I'm ready, and then he can come to me. Okay. And then I might say yes. But right now, enjoy your time with your ex. Right. Ex, you ex. <laughs> what is it? What are you doing with your ex anyway? <laughs> <laughs> so, so busy. Like, what are like what are some of those fears that you heard like young women or young men, you know, say they have about marriage? They're like, look, like that's not what you should be worried about. This is what you should be worried about. So that's so we, we talked about the value, right? Value at the table. What mm-hmm. do you bring to the table? What have you how have I invested in myself? How have I evolved? How have I grown? Because I'm when you're looking for to be Mrs. Somebody, you know, before you become fulfilled. The problem right there. Because the day you be, stop being that Mrs. Somebody. Does your life end? Do you see yourself as a total failure? Because, you know, you're no longer being that identity. So that's something to look out for. For fear, for, for young person's perspective and saying, maybe fear of being abandoned or being left or not being good enough. You know, yeah. okay, when you're dating somebody, they have all this mane and the beauty and the makeup and all that stuff. <laughs> and then, okay, you'll get, they take it down someday or it wears off. And you're like, oh, what if he sees me without my wig? Or is he is still going to like me without my wig? <laughs> Those are the kind of questions I'm like, if you, if you believe in yourself, if you, if you don't care whether today you have a wig or you have afro or, or short afro on, then those kind of questions will become irrelevant. So I say just work on yourself, 
bring value to the table. Whatever we do, just make sure you're adding value to the, the mix. Then if somebody wants to leave you, you're fine. you'll be fine if they walk away. And perhaps they would think twice and reconsider, what am I leaving at the table here? If they see you of no value, then of course they're not going to look back. They'll just walk away and go to, you know, mm. keep moving on. But what I tell young girls and young, and young boys is like, invest in yourself and make yourself proud. Let's do, some, do something that your, your tomorrow version will say thank you today, you know? And it takes us work to get there, you know? But at least think, have that in mind and don't wait for somebody to make you happy. Make yourself happy. Learn to make yourself happy. Enjoy where you are now. Enjoy who you are now. And hopefully you'll attract the, the person who will compliment you and not just step on you or bring you down or, or go against your value. So, mm. I guess, so this is a question that somebody sent in um, and says, our guest today has children. How does that work with dating and meeting new people? Have you introduced anyone to your kids? That's a, that's an interesting question. Um, I do have kids. Um, I'm busy. But um, I also, I can make time. If something is important for you, you will make time. And um, what we have is we have a time sharing where the kids are with one parent for so long and with the other parents. So they, they do share the time they spend with the, each parent. So when I don't have my kids, it's... Um, when they're with me, I make the most of my time with them. And I invest in them. I make them feel like, you know, they do matter. They count. But I tell you, when the, my kids are not with me, I go party. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I go, I could, if I could be by myself. I could be with my girlfriends. I could travel. I could just take it all in. I could have a dinner for one. For my birthday, my last, bir my last birthday, I, I worked till maybe like 7 p.m. and just because I wanted to. And I treated myself to a very nice dinner. The fact that I didn't have to cook and um, I ordered the most expensive thing on that menu that night. And I felt so good. I, <laughs> I'm like a table of one. Yes, I, I had crab legs and mojito. I just, I'm like, this is seafood night. Come, 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 come. When is, when is your birthday? Come, let's discuss. <laughs> Because... <laughs> well, you know, it takes a lot to get there. And um, so I'm not waiting for a guy to take me out or before I can have a happy birthday. No, mm. I'm thankful that I can treat myself and be nice to myself. And I share my highlights of my fun times with my kids when we get together. And sometimes they're like, oh, you didn't take us. You, you're having fun. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I still have a life. <laughs> That's the life. That's... <laughs> um... You know what am I teaching them? You know, that because marriage did not work. When marriage works, it's great. Be thankful. And if it doesn't work, it's just one of those things. One of many things that, you know. True. True. I think so. I think that actually ties into this question. Um, it, and I'm going to, it's a, a little bit of a longer one. So I'm going to read it to you guys. It says, hi, I've been married for a little over a year. And I just discovered that my wife has a kid that i did not know about i just want to know if i should stay i feel really betrayed and i really want to leave 
but everyone is telling me that it's not enough of a reason to leave someone and maybe i should just find it in my heart to forgive but what happens when you look at the person that hasn't even given you kids yet or you haven't started to begin to build your family but they already have someone outside i'm also really worried because in the two years we dated before getting married and the year and a half that we have been married i have never heard her talk about this kid spend time (laughs) with the kids so i'm really worried because does that mean she doesn't love the kid or does it mean that if we have kids she wouldn't love them either or she can just abandon them or me please ask what should i do it's a valid question who's the child with who's taking care of the child it doesn't say in here but i'm gonna guess the child doesn't live with them so did they find out about the kid both of them or so he no i guess she hid the kid from him and he found out well i don't know how he found out but right yeah well obviously the trust is not going to be there anymore that kind of woman can kill somebody. Because <laughs> if you can have a child and not tell the person you got married to, you can kill somebody. But to be honest, he just needs to love the woman and love the child together. If that's what his heart says, if he wants to leave the woman, he, he shouldn't force anything. Just do what his heart says. He shouldn't have to listen to other people's opinions. Because obviously, if you don't trust that, what are you still doing with her? End mm. of story. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> so nice one. Um, so, th- it, what I'd just like to add to that is, it always comes down to when I hear those kind of issues or any issues in a relationship, it comes down to communication. Trust is very important too, and if you don't trust who you're in a relationship with, um, we need to address that. So, it, and I always think of the other side. It could be the other the other way around too. It depends on how they're dating and they're having to address this issue. Good point to talk about. What if you found out, okay, the, the, the girl had an abortion and not a child instead and she never told you? What if you found out the guy has had abortions with other girls and he never told you? Or maybe other kids. Always consider the, I always consider the other side and um, like what lesson can we learn from this? And if it's something you can deal with and move on with, great. If it's not, be true to yourself and cut it off right there rather than trying to, to be what you're not because that's going to come around to, to, um, to haunt you in the future. Bam. See, you... <laughs> I, think, I think for whoever sent this question, I appreciate you sending it in. The only thing I will always say is like, for all of us, a lot of things are always easier in theory until they happen to us. So, you know, I, I would say take our advice or our suggestions with a pinch of salt and do what really you feel like is best for you and your home and your household or whatever the case is. Um, but you see, that, that brings me to a question that I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. in that people always talk about getting into marriage, preparing yourself to get in to like get ready to like do this like you need to work hard build yourself and sometimes you actually do all of that shit you get in with someone and it does not work like in dealing with that process of getting out of that marriage like people people talk about like weddings cost a lot of money but like divorces (laughs) cost probably 10 times that (laughs) you know 
with lawyers yeah. and pulling yourself out and all that stuff. Like, wow. what are things that people need to know when you're trying to get out of a marriage, especially one where you have kids involved? Oh yeah, that's oh gosh, that's you're you're so right. If you thought my wedding was expensive, divorce divorce is even much more. So, um, it's you you really need. I mean, for me, you need to be. It depends on what it is. Let's draw the line. If there's abuse, if there's domestic abuse, please pack yourself to safety. I don't say you have to stay there. You, I won't say you have to stay there. Separate, go to safety and seek advice, seek counsel. But to be in a marriage and be, be abused, and we've heard so many stories of um, people losing their lives. I'll tell you, in my case, one time the, the, we called the police and the police came to the house. And the, the policeman was telling me, go get a, you need to go get a divorce. Because we hear a lot of affluent families who somebody killed somebody. Why do we, we don't need to wait until that just because of what the stigma? I'll tell you one thing. I was, I was thinking, oh, when people hear you're divorced, you know, they're going to say this, they're going to say that. Okay, when they hear you're dead, what are they going to say? It's too late. You won't be there to defend yourself. Your mm. children will lose, the, lose parents. Maybe one person will go to jail. One person is dead. That's really messy. So... So I have to throw that out. I don't, if there's domestic violence, you guys need to deal with, you need to deal with the issue, but you need to separate. That's what I, I finally did. Because when the police is telling you you need to get a divorce, you better heed that advice. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how, so but then, how, yeah, go ahead. How was how that for you in terms of like mediators and lawyers and family members? Because I'm pretty sure like you had family members and in-laws like you kind of alluded to earlier that are probably in your air. They're probably they're either telling you to stay or they're telling you you're the, you're the demon that is breaking the, the <laughs> you Yeah, the you, hear both, you hear both sides and it depends on, on who it is. But um, counseling is, is very important. Either counseling for yourself or counseling as a couple or as a family is definitely important. But you know, again, not a lot of Nigerians are open to counseling. When you tell people you're going to counseling, what do they think of, you know? You think you're going to a psychiatrist, but there's a difference between psychiatry and psychology. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, get help if you need to go to, but be careful who you you go to for help and for counseling. You, some churches, you know, unfortunately, they don't give balanced information or balanced advice when it comes to conflict man- um, management or or issues within the marriage. When you have one perspective that okay. The man is always right, and the woman is always wrong. Where do we even start from? Hmm. So you need to be careful who, who, with a source you're going to for advice. And some people, you look at some people, and they look like they, it looks like their marriage is all hunky-dory because they never share their problems with anybody. Or you, you always carry your mouth and, you know, and <laughs> complain about your own, and they never share anything with you, and you start thinking there's something wrong with you. And then their husband is, will be laying hands on you to deliver, give you deliverance because you're always complaining about your own marriage. Be careful. So the best place that I found was um, I, I went into counseling and I've been in counseling for, you know, I went for a long time. And that has been really helpful. And the counseling is not to change, necessarily change the other person, but to give you clarity. So for me, it was important for me to know that I've, done all that I could do. I've looked, I sought help when I needed help. 
don't think you can work it out by yourself. If one person is going to counseling and the other person is telling you, yeah, continue because you're the one with a problem. Continue. Mm. <laughs> the yeah. counseling will work for you as a person, but the chances of that counseling working for that relationship is very slim because it takes two to tango. It takes two to break it and to, and to, and to, and to make it. But you know what? If that's the best you can have by you just getting counseling for yourself, take it, do it, do what's best for you again. And um, it may mean you're going to be stronger to walk away from that, from that relationship, but you definitely have clarity. And um, hopefully you look back and know that you, you, you did what was best at, at that time. I think the, the question that I want to ask you now is like post all of this, um, mm-hmm. like if someone was approaching you and, you know, they wanted to, you know, take you to Germany and Costa Rica and all that things and, you know, one and dine <laughs> you and buy you crab. Um, <laughs> what things should, um, like what, if a guy is trying to like wine and dine you now or like hit on you or whatever the case is, what are those things that, you know, he should, he should have ready to go or like, what are those things that would get like turn your head or at least give you like, like make you give him attention or something? First of all, first of all, I, like I said, you need to have vision. You need to have a job or a business. You need to have income. Because I have income and um, you need to bring value to the table. Mm. I'm not going to be dating somebody who's, um, they don't have a place of where they work. They don't have an address, is, you know, or <laughs> nothing to reference, no reference point. I do, I do everything and anything, you know. Like we say in Nigeria, importing and exporting. What are you importing <laughs> and exporting? I'm a self-employed. What are you, what are you employing, you know? There needs to be vision. And um, for me, at this point of my life, I need somebody to compliment me and not someone to be um, a burden because I've, I've taken the time to grow, to invest in myself and make sure that I bring value to the table and I'm not going to be a burden to anyone or any establishment or any relationship that I join. I bring assets to the table. Yeah, I'm not perfect. I have some baggage that I'm still working through like each one of us does, mm-hmm. but I'm willing mm-hmm. to own my own and work on, work on myself. You know, my, I'm, at, I'm at a better place right now. I say I'm version 2.0 right now. I'm an upgrade from where I used to be. Word. And, <laughs> and it's not going to stop there. There's still ways to go for myself. So whoever joins this party of one, you know, it's a privilege. It's no longer a necessity. So... Awesome. Um, so we're going to we're going to play a game um, as we wrap up today's show um, <laughs> because we're not just going to talk about you know your divorce and all of the stuff and I mean your growth and all that stuff is like amazing. So we're going to we're going to keep you very light and uh-huh. you know we're going to shoot I'm going to shoot some questions at you really quickly. Um, so just tell us what your answer is. Um, the fr- right, let's start easy. Um, <laughs> You mentioned earlier that you didn't have to cook on your birthday, so I'm assuming that you can cook. Um, what would you say is your go-to dish to make? Now, mm-hmm. my go-to dish is my best cereal and my best yogurt with granola. 
I was expecting you to say like Amala, you know. I was no, ah. I can I go buy that. I pay for that. But my go-to dish for myself is I can have cereal three times three times a day if I want to, and I love it. But when I want Amala, I know where to go. I pay for it. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather have a Grammy or have an entire day dedicated to you in your in Nigeria? A Grammy Award? Mm-hmm. Or an entire day dedicated to me in Nigeria. It's not a public holiday, it's just a day. <laughs> I'll I'll take a day in Nigeria. Oh, okay. Give this one. Yeah. All right. So light dick light liquor. <laughs> that, hey. that, that, that so wrong. Um dark dark or light liquor. What happened? <laughs> I said, I know the question so I wanted to ask. Shut no, up! Yes. <laughs> that's no, mind you, please ask okay. the question. Can I? I, I, I might use a lifeline and that would be Tolan. Okay. So I mean, yeah, light or dark liquor? Dark liquor. One time. <laughs> hey. Your mouth. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, what is the? What is your favorite place that you've ever traveled to? Um, Haiti. I need to go to Haiti. Yeah. Um, window seat or aisle seat? Used to be window, but now it's aisle. Mm-hmm. Why does any Why does anybody like the window seat? Uh uh-uh. uh You don't, don't want to see what's going on. <laughs> oh, I want to see the hills and the cloud. That's, I want to see the clouds, please. That's, that's why I'm here. Do you know Do you know how annoying it is to get people to get up <laughs> for you to walk to the bathroom? Why do you two have to be getting up? Pee before you sit down. <laughs> So if I so you so last For December, December yeah. when I was coming from well, Dubai, when I'm going to Nigeria. <laughs> what do you do? I use inconvenience people, no need. Ah. Then we get up. <laughs> see, you see. This so you jump over them. Nah, I have to. All right, all right. So busy. What what is your favorite store to shop at? Huh. <clears throat> That's a hard one. That's that's a hard one. Because you shop at all of them, or because <laughs> <laughs> I re- I'm really not a, a shopper. I'm okay. really not a shopper. So my favorite one, I'm thinking Nordstrom. Yeah. She got money. Um. <laughs> okay. So what is your favorite perfume or fragrance? Burberry. I like Burberry. Nice. If you could go anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? Aruba. It's my <laughs> my place. Ah, uh, so they said they said we should ask you, where do you buy Amala in the Bay Area? Because Oh, there are two restaurants. There's a great there's great safari restaurant in Hayward. Is the Amala popping? Oh yes. They they do Amala with Begiri. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's my favorite. That's why, see, that's why Talani doesn't want to marry. Throw my jealousy alone. <laughs> <laughs> that, <that's>... <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh, yeah, so if I don't I don't bother to do that. But um if you want to make it for me, that's fine. But um I'm good. I I mean <laughs> I spent 17 years making um uh in your about okay every night and uh, at this phase ah, of my life, Jesus. Like, I, I don't need to do that anymore. Jesus <laughs> is Lord. <laughs> yes. You have to have. I was. What's the other place? 
I think it's Rookie or Ruth. Is it Rookie or Ruth Booker? Ruth, yeah, Ruth. You're right. I haven't <laughs> been there, but I I've heard never about had them. I, I was there. I was there two Sundays ago. The the Elalasipo was good, but like oh, wow. I didn't I didn't order Amala because I don't trust it. I don't trust anyone making it except my dad. Oh. Um, okay. <laughs> people are shouting <laughs> that I'd not let you ask finish asking the question. Um. Yeah. What is the thing that brings you the greatest sense of joy right now? Knowing I can um, buy my own lunch, I can cut my hair. I have the liberty to do to be myself. I really appreciate that. Seems like you it's, have peace of mind too. So it's, it's, it's just radiating. I just want that to come and buy me a mala. That's all. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We'll take you there. Check it out, and you can um, rate it. You can rate the amala. Yeah. All right, Talan, do you have any other questions that you wanted to... I no. I do want to let you know that I, I appreciate your... Well, not appreciate, I admire your strength. Mm-hmm. And Thank kudos you. to you. Thank you very much. Um, and what I say to that is um, when you've been through fire, we have a choice on how you come through on the other side. I've been thankful for the support that I've had and not <clears throat> turn to ashes, but turn out as refined gold. Amen. I'm Are you snapping? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Um, all right. So a quick, a bunch of quick announcements. Shout out to everyone that sent their questions in, by the way. Uh, much appreciated. Um, I just realized that I think... Actually, no, I'm not going to snitch on myself. I'm not going to tell you what the guys what the problem was, but um, I wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone that was listening, everyone on the timeline. Um, also, a big big shout out to Podcast Gang um, that's going to be listening to this tomorrow, Tuesday morning, the rest of the week from all over the world. Thank you guys so very much. Um, I also wanted to make a note. Um, to give a huge shout out to our listeners in Amsterdam. Um, I don't know who you are. I don't know if there's a particular person there, but I would say that Tolani and I appreciate you because over the course of the weekend, there were like over over a hundred plays from that particular like city. So I don't know if you just enjoy our voices that much. Um, <laughs> that you listen to us all weekend but we appreciate you if you're listening to this shout out to you um and again like i said shout out to everyone that is um you know in podcast gang um i also wanted to say a huge shout out to um to minwo and minwo is basically um it's an acronym for um ah ah it's an acronym for uh, wait, I think it's minority mobilizing minorities and women in business. Um, and there's a YouTube page. We're going to tweet out the link. Um, make sure you guys support them. Um, you know, we're empowering our black women here. So make sure you guys show some love, subscribe to the YouTube page, all of that good stuff. Um, as we say every week, it is extremely important that you make yourself available to your friends, your family, people that are going you know through things around you a lot of times we don't even notice because we're so like focused on our own lives but people are going through things and sometimes just you checking up calling in 
um, might be what gets them through that day or through that week or through that situation that they're going through. Um, so please continue to make yourself available and be like aware and also really sensitive. Like I saw something on Twitter today. Um, you get through it or trying to preach someone out of a situation is not usually helpful. So try to just be there if you just need to listen or you just need to sit with them um offer the support that you can but like validate their feelings and validate their truth um and you know try your possible best this week to just have an awesome week you're absolutely fabulous enjoy yourself do the things you love enjoy the summer you know call him back call her back if you have to don't get in trouble don't call somebody else's boyfriend or girlfriend because if you enter trouble don't say that were the ones i told you um but yeah, just live your best life, man, and and have fun. Be like Tolani, be glowing, and be, uh, and be, and be, you know, running away from anything that tries to dim your light. Anything that tries to stress you, run. Um, Tolani, so I have a question. I think the hey. whole, I think all of the. Why are you afraid? <laughs> Is there any nine o'clock? So job? wait, keep quiet. You had, you had, <laughs> you you posted something on on Instagram. I think it was on Saturday. You had a cup in your hand. What was inside the cup? Pineapple juice. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you pineapple lying? Juice. Why? No, for real, it was pineapple juice. Okay, and I put small vodka. <laughs> Don't judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> Shout out to Tolani, man. Um, you guys should go ahead and follow Tolani on Twitter and all platforms at Tolani Baj. The one um, and only. We wanted to say a huge thank you to Bissy tonight for hanging out with us. Thank you for, you know, spitting some truth, some uh, letting us know the real, you know, offering to take me to Itamala. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, thank you so much for, you know, taking up us on our offer and like just being here and having, you know, a, a great discussion with us and um, teaching us a thing or two. Yeah, I appreciate all, all that you do. Thank you so much. Um, Thank so you. Tell on, you guys are a bunch. Um, <laughs> um, we try. Nice yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> my kids and my good sister and friend, Didi, in New Mexico. I love you guys so much. Shout out, shout out. Um, Thank you. Tolani, they said that we should tell you on, on Twitter. They say you should stop hiding your friends on Instagram stories. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> who is that? Please tell me who that is. Tolani is an expert at like posting. <laughs> she posts only her face and then she hide everybody else in the background. But no, uh, uh, are, I don't do that. We are seeing you. We know the truth. Stop lying. I don't do that. We, we My know. Malam, <laughs> you are the, I've seen the tweets. <laughs> um, right, I got you. The podcast is going to be up um later tonight on soundcloud and it'll be up early tomorrow morning on itunes um make sure you listen um share with your friends download all that good stuff um all the songs that we played on today's episode would also be tweeted out as well um so make sure you cop that make sure you stream download legally um and as we leave you guys tonight um uh, my song of the week is by the one and only Olamide Bado um, called <laughs> You lot have a fabulous rest of the week. It's been the Rants Show on Gilly Lounge Radio. It's been your life, your music. It's been an amazing time. Till next time, 
Keep Bye. it locked. Don't go nowhere. We love you. Good night. You're listening Bye. to The Rants on Giddy Lounge Radio with my son, the wordsmith. Keep it locked. Mommy Ranta says so.
This is Dion Nintendo. This is Sasha. This is Tony Bud. This is the Wordsmith, and you're listening to the Ranch Show. Keep it locked.